Annie. I'm Cece, and this is Spela Golf. Good morning. Hi. <laughs> how are you today? Good. How about you? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Give me some updates. Um, updates. Well, I am now in my networking group for a while, and I know I mentioned um, a while back how I was like nervous going up there to talk. And now I'm like, oh, they're all my friends. <laughs> I love it. And I'm really enjoying it. My business has been growing a lot. Um, and I've had, well, I can't say it just now, but I'll tell you after. But I have another partnership that I'm like, wow, this is unreal. Just because I'm like thinking about like my business a little different. So that's exciting. That's fun. Yeah. And did you tell me um, what was this a couple weeks ago? Didn't you have to do a presentation or something? It was just kind of like the interview to like be in it. Oh, okay. So I passed oh, my background job. check passed too. <laughs> <laughs> and my fingerprints. No, <laughs> I need that to teach the kids anyway. So I already knew I was going to pass that one. Um, what about you? Um, so it's now, October, October 5th, I think is when probably this episode will drop. And now, you know, my side hustle is baking and I have Daisy Farm Kitchen. And so now that it's October and the weather is starting to cool down just a little bit more, I'll get back to baking season. October, November, December, and even like January and February, I feel like is the time that I can really bake because it's not so hot. Like it feels like it's not fun to bake in 120 degrees, but Nothing then when it's, fun it's 70, when it's 120 degrees. Exactly. <laughs> and so now I feel like I can get back. I've made surprisingly um, of my grandma Anna V's um, recipes, I've made 70 so far. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I've done a lot of her recipes, 150. Oh, so you're like halfway there. Yeah. All right. So I'm like, there's so many, there's so many more, especially like I've done all of her cookie recipes, most of them, and her cakes. But now, and a couple of fruit salads. But now I have to do, she's made candy because these are a lot of 1950s, 60s recipes. And so I'll get back to doing that since it's cooled down. So that's been my thing. And I'll bring you some treats. I know the summers are boring because you don't bring me anything. But then, like <laughs> in the fall and in the spring, you always come with like a little bag of cookies or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. All right. Well, I can't agree more. It's nice to have a little fall candle burning in the kitchen. It's nice. I know, even though it's like fall and we're still by palm trees. That's the like con is when you have fall in Utah, Colorado, all the other states, it's like the fall leaves changing. And I'm like, that's true fall right there. I agree with that. But then it's also raining and it's dark and it's cloudy. I'm like, at least here we get the sun. Yeah, I don't mind it, but I see where you're coming from. All right, so this episode today is simplifying the game of golf in all aspects. So you tell me, what do you think is the hardest, hardest thing on the golf course to simplify? Scoring, I mean, I have to think about it. the easiest to simplify, like from a, I don't know, from a swing perspective or like Whatever. scoring. You're on the golf course, you parked your car in the parking lot, and now you're going to go play a round of golf. What do you think is the hardest part to simplify? Um, course management. Okay. Deciding where I want my golf ball to go. Am I making the right decisions? And I think more of the mental side and course management. 
because it's like, I don't really have to approach it as like, okay, let's not top the golf ball or like those type of thoughts. It feels like it's more decision-making because I feel like I'm almost like a textbook when I go out and play and I just have so much information, which is awesome because I've been working with you for a couple of years now and I've just learned so much from you and Drew, but I feel like I just don't know what information to put to the side as I go out and play because I feel like I question myself if I'm doing the right thing at times. And that's what makes it sometimes hard to play well in tournaments because I think I just feel tension because I want to do things the right way, but then I'm just overthinking everything. So I don't know. And it also feels like it's not just me, but like maybe from a beginner's level, you're learning so much. So it's almost what needs to be my one main focus when I go and play from a beginner, either intermediate or advanced player. Yeah. So I want you to think about you driving a car. So you're going to Sun City, but you don't know the way to Sun City. So what's going to help you to get to Sun City? Google Maps. (laughs) Google Maps. So you pull up Google Maps and it literally tells you every turn. Are you in your car when Google Maps tells you in 300 feet, you need to turn left? Are you going to go, but what if I go right? Maybe I should go right. Should I just swirl and go right instead? I don't even know what to do with my hands. How do I turn the steering wheel to the right? You follow the GPS, you turn left, and you are on your way to the next turn. That's it. Am I right? (laughs) Yes. Okay. So when you go on the golf course, the reason we play practice rounds for tournaments is so that we can make our little GPS. On this hole, we want to turn left. On this hole, we want to turn right. In 300 feet, you're going to see the green. This is what you're going to do. But if you're always off track of that GPS, I'm going to get lost. (laughs) You are so lost and you're going to be making turns out of Maricopa County (laughs) somewhere. (laughs) And then you're like, man, I'm like two hours away from Sun City when it only takes me an hour and 15 minutes to get there from the beginning because I didn't follow my GPS. I'm simplifying the road to Sun City West by taking maybe not the shortest route there, but the smartest route there avoiding traffic, driving in the HOA lane if I can, right? But I'm sticking to my plan and I'm sticking to what the GPS is telling me. But if you are constantly changing your turns, it's going to take you way longer to get there because now you're going to have to make up another way of getting to your end destination. Oh, that makes sense. That's a final perfect, that's a perfect analogy for that though. I, yeah, I can see that now because then that's what I get so stressed out. Oh, because that would always stress me out. Questioning yourself. You would never question your next turn if you have a GPS, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're making your own plan, when you're making your own GPS, you constantly question your turns and you're not staying committed to that turn. Does that make sense? Yes. That's the easiest way to simplify golf. Make a plan and stick to it. If you fail, you fail. Then you just have to make a U-turn and go back until you get back on the road that you were supposed to be on. If you fail, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, in traffic, it's not okay. (laughs) (laughs) You have to be very precise with what you're doing. Um, But I think that's just such a good kind of comparison because when we're in our car, we just never question the turns. Like we're always very like precise in what we're doing. 
Well, and we more fully, more fully present. I'm like perfect answer to like, that. Literally, you always have to present. Be. It's just if your mind was wondering, it would just like no, no, no. That would miss your good. turn. Yeah, mm-hmm. and especially. I'm thinking this too, um, maybe for my beginners and I don't know, probably for myself. Now, say you were recently, you just took a lesson um, and you learned a lot of information except, oh, and you got invited to go play around a golf the next day. Now, what should you take with you? What should you put aside? So say, oh, I need to focus on my grip, my posture, put stance, you know, all of that but what do I really want to focus on? Do I want to pick a target and like scratch all the technique skills? Like what do you want to do when you're like have a lesson? Well, you have to come up with your list of priorities of how to actually hit the shot. So if me getting out of postures is going to make me top it or whiff it, then that probably needs to be a priority. If, I don't know, if you get scared to play golf, then you mentally have to like prepare for the round. So it's like driving a car, like you took all those driver's lessons or driving lessons. What was your priority when you got into that car to drive? Pass the test to do it. That was your priority? No. If you're practicing driving a car. Wait, are you talking about when I needed my driver's license? Practicing and when I had my permit? So when you get into your car, learning how to drive, what is your priority to make this car go in the direction that you want it to go and not crash into another car control the steering wheel there you go and if that's one of your priorities that's what you're going to focus on and then you're going to tap the gas a little bit right and then a little bit more and so now we're pressing the gas and we're steering which is going to be the main two priorities of driving a car right and then everything else is like separate. If you have to turn, now you have to turn on the blinker. But the blinker is not there all the time. It's only there when you need to turn, right? So it's the same thing with golf. When you step up on this tee box, what is the priority for you to hit this golf ball off the tee onto the fairway? Is it angles in your golf swing? Is it keeping your head down? Is it using the ground as your tool? There's so many things that you can think about. But If you're turning around from the golf ball and having a perfect swing, you're still not going to hit the golf ball. So that's probably not in your priorities. So simplifying it, not being like eager to like get it on the green or make like make the perfect shot. Like if you just took a lesson and you're a beginner and you're invited to play in a tournament, what's going to make me get this golf ball off the tee onto the fairway? It has to be your priority. Not everyone's priorities are the same. They're all going to change. Makes a lot of sense asking yourself, okay, what's my priority going to be today? Because then I'll probably feel better if I just focus on that and it will help me care less about the result of my round and what I scored because I at least put my attention on doing this one thing. Yeah. And I love this whole comparison with driving a car because when you finally make it to Sun City, You're not going to go over the whole road of how you got there. How many turns did I make? What was my speed limit throughout? What was the average this and average that? You tick it one turn at a time. And that's the same with golf. One shot at a time until we get to our final destination. Yeah. And something I'm curious about how we're talking about simplifying golf. 
is, I want to say this the right way. I'm thinking about, so you played golf way longer than you, you picked up golf young. You were a junior golfer. And so I'm just curious. I feel like you, I'm not, I'm saying, oh, it seems like you didn't have any mental struggles as a junior because you didn't have as much information. So when you had junior tournaments in high school, would you just show up there and just play because you didn't have as much information as you do now as an instructor? I think that's a very good point, actually. I think that has a lot of truth to that because when I was growing up, like we still didn't have computers like that or phones. Like I didn't have my first phone until I was 18. Um, so there was no knowledge out there. There's no information or knowledge or yeah. Like what we talked about in the last episode about nutrition, like that was never a part of like my game. It was just there. Um, so I think that's extremely important. Um, because you're right. There was no knowledge there for me with mental. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know that what I was feeling when I was younger was anxiety. I didn't know that until like an adult, until I became an adult. That's why I'm like, I recognize this feeling, but now I'm being told. And with all this information about mental health, I know it was anxiety that I felt. I didn't know that back then. And I didn't talk to anyone about it. My excuse was always like, my tummy hurts. Interesting. You know? So, yeah, I think you're right. Like, the more information is out there, you need this to be successful. And I, I think that's true because you need to be stronger mentally and physically to play better golf because that's just where we are. But the more information that's out there, the the higher, like, the expectations are going to be that you're doing all that. So, if you were a professional athlete that doesn't have a therapist like oh gosh you don't you don't have a therapist like you don't talk about your life <laughs> like how are you doing mentally are you okay <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i think there's a lot of truth in that and that makes sense too because i remember reading about junior for i think in pia and lynn's book um every shot must have a purpose, right? I mm -hmm. think that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Vision 54 stuff. They said sometimes as adults, you know, we kind of need to have that kid mindset because the only, I mean, the only thing the kids care about is, oh, I want to get the ball in the hole. Mm -hmm. Like that's it because they love putting and, you know, you get to hear the sound of, oh my gosh, I just made it in the hole. And that's just going to like simplify your entire round yes. because that's your one focus. You are trying to, the purpose of golf, they said, is to get the ball in the hole as few as times as possible. That's yes. literally the game of golf. That's all it is. And that's simplifying it. But it's true. And we put so much effort and time into coming to that conclusion when it's just as simple as that. So, yeah, honestly, like when you go out and play around a golf, if that's what you struggle with the most, you need to make your own GPS and just take one turn at a time until you make it to your end goal. Mm -hmm. That would be my greatest advice. And I like that um, when it comes to simplifying golf, because I feel like the more you simplify golf, the more you're going to enjoy the game. And I think sometimes I just put so much information and I like I always say, I got to get better at managing my thoughts. But it's just sometimes feel like those thoughts are still there because I want to correct myself and make sure I'm doing every single thing right when I go out and play. And I agree with that, but 
again, if it's driving a car, if it's brushing your teeth, like before you start driving, you don't think, oh, I hope I'm going to do everything right right now when I get in my car because it's just a habit. You know how to drive a car. You know how to brush your teeth. It's not like you're like, oh, how am I going to get all the way back there? Well, maybe if I go up and then around and then down, maybe I'll get to my back tooth. That's a lot of thoughts to just brush your teeth, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, driving a car, simplifying how to get to your end goal. And I mean, do you remember, I don't know if, if you did this, but I remember when I was learning how to drive, um, I turned the radio off and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't drive and then turn the radio on at the same time. Like that's way too many things to do at the same time. But eventually it becomes a habit. You know how to learn it, but that's because you're doing one thing at a time. I wasn't trying when I first started learning how to drive. I wasn't trying because I also drove a, a, a stick, a stick shift, mm -hmm. shift stick. Stick, stick shift, shift. <laughs> stick shift. Um, so even with that, you, I had to learn how to do that. And then it wasn't like I was doing that, turning the radio on, turning the AC on, rolling down the windows and trying to do all that at the same time. That gets overwhelming. So we're going to push the pedal and we're going to steer. It's literally all we're going to do. And if the car's in park, you got to put it in reverse. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah, so exactly. many simple steps you do before yeah. everything else. If you miss your turn. You're going to find a way to get back to the road. You're not going to try and go off-roading through a pond with your car to get back to the street that you were on, <laughs> right? You're going to find the most simple way to get back to the, to the road so you can continue on your journey. Mm -hmm. And even with simplifying, I feel like we've done um, a few other episodes on practice and I feel like you can even simplify your practice by like, okay, today I don't want to work on just 20 things right now with my swing and kind of just pick that one thing with my full swing or for putting. I'm just going to focus on short putts today, not short, mid, long, and like a hundred things, right? Shouldn't well, and that's what like my app is all about. It's a month worth of the same drill. And I know that sounds really boring, but again, like that would be like comparing it, trying to lose weight. You can't just try to lose weight for two days and then think you're going to like lose all the weight that you need. It takes consistency. It takes time and it takes commitment. So for a whole month, if you do my putting drill that's in the app, there's no way that you're not going to get better at it. And I know it's boring, but it's consistency. So to use that drill and then you can add something else, but that's going to be like your base drill for the month. Then you can do everything else that you want, but you need something that you can stay committed to. If you're always trying to do different things and change things and new things, it's calm down, sister. Like let's put, put the brakes on that and let's get to what's important. What are we trying to accomplish? What are we trying to get better at? And if it comes to swing, like drills are different because you just continuously do the drill. But if it's a swing thing, don't try and do it all at once start small. So small swing, when you can accomplish a small swing, then you go half swing. When you can accomplish a half swing, then you go full swing. Do not go out to the golf course and try and manage full swings right off the bat. The statistics of failing are a lot higher mm -hmm. than, because all we need to gain is confidence. 
Same thing with driving. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> Being like the, the more we drive, the more confident we are. And especially too, um, back to driving. I mean, think about it. Um, you get your part, get your permit at 15 and a half, and then you get six months where you have to have someone in the car with you. Mm-hmm. You drive for six months with a parent, adult, or anyone. And then after six months, you go take your driver's license test and then you're on your own. It's all up on you. It's all in your hands. See, that would be a perfect plan for golf. Take lessons for six months, get everything that you need to be able to be set free on your own. Mm-hmm. I think that's perfect. One lesson might not do it. Two lessons might not do it. One time accomplishing that drill is not going to do it. You need consistency. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the key in, in just simplifying golf in general. Do you think back into your college days, do you feel like you played simple golf? Were you very, like you've discussed before, you know, you had your nerves on the first tee box and then you're in your zone, but do you feel like you had a pretty simple mindset back when you played college golf? No, not at all. I was under way too much pressure. Mm. You put that pressure on yourself or did your coaches also be like, okay, Cecilia, you better shoot a 72 today? Well, I don't think it was like intentional, but you have to think about it too. Um, if I'm coaching a division one golf team and they are not doing well, my job is going to be on the line. So of course, like I'm going to feel like you need to do well because this is how I pay for my family to eat. So yeah, there's going to be pressure on there. And so, yes, I put pressure on myself and not intentionally, but the coach I mean, they put pressure on you. I mean, think about this, like in being a professional athlete as an adult, like, I mean, think about the NFL and my husband, like coaches are fired left and right. They don't perform. They're out. I see that all the time. NBA. Oh, season didn't go well. You're gone after a year or two. It's a constant reminder that you have to perform. Mm. You can't take it as a learning lesson. Like, no, no, no. We're talking millions of dollars here. So college is a little different. This is when we learn all those lessons. High school is when we learn all those lessons. When you're in high school and you're in college, you don't see it that way. But it's all to prepare you for being an adult. Yeah, I can see it in that way too. But simplifying golf, I feel like it's just going to help you a lot. Because even simplifying golf is going to help you simplify life too. Because life is gets really busy and there can be a lot of things going on. And I feel like you can also pick, okay, what do I want to focus on today? What do I want to get done? Instead of having a to-do list of 50 things. I love making to-do lists, but what's like the one thing I really want to get done today? Yeah. And that goes back to prioritizing. And, and like, even if it's a, a, it's a list, but, you know, I find myself in a situation lately and this is like big purchases um, of, do I want this? Is this going to make me better? So I'm like, I almost have to sit down and writing down like pros and cons about like, is this going to help me get to where I want to be eventually? Or is this just going to satisfy me for the moment? You know, and there's going to be things that we do that are going to be just that. Like I love brand bags. So to like buy myself a a Chanel or a Louis Vuitton like makes me extremely happy. But like, is it going to make me a better human? No. It's just going to make me a little more 
poorer than I was before. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, I think we have to just sit down and be like, okay, whatever we do in life, like, is this, is what I'm doing today going to bring me to where I want to be in, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years. And when it's golf, like a month from now, if I follow golf with CC app, is this going to bring me to where I want to be if I stay committed for that month? And I really like how you just brought that up because I remember back in March, my swing was crap. I mean, it was not that good. You didn't like it. I was still swinging across. You didn't like that swing and neither did Drew. Do you remember that? I do remember that. It was it was a rough <laughs> rough patch. <laughs> yes, yeah, just right there. And then finally, it was towards the end of March, beginning of April, we found this drill that really started to actually work. And you told me, and I would go and I would spend hours doing that drill. And I think that was the biggest thing. And I committed to doing it. And guess what? What was I doing on the range yesterday? It's called staggered swing. It's what I still do today. I keep continuously doing that because I mean, my swing was a mess six months ago. It was not good at all. And so kind of having that change and I didn't like the drill at first, but just when you commit to doing that one thing, I think it can yeah. make a big difference. And of course, is my swing perfect now? And as they're always, the swing is always, I feel like going to be continuous changes, even pros. I mean, they don't make big changes, but we still are all striving to get better with that golf swing. Yeah, of course. And, and I think we talked about this before too, with goals and dreams episode, like it's okay to change your goal on the way. So if you're, if your goal is a, a month ahead, you know, yes, you have to stay very committed to that and what we're trying to do. But like for that swing change and the staggered swing, like you're very impulsive and you want to see results like super quick, which golf is not the sport to see like quick improvements like that, especially when you get to the level that you're at. Um, and so for you to stay true to that drill has really shown you like, oh, wow, like, okay, I need this. And you continuously go back to that when you feel like you struggle. And I'm really proud of you for that. Um, but if if it's a, a month ahead, then yes, you need to stay strictly to what we are doing. But for you trying to go to Q school next year, the staggered swing might not be every month's goal. And that's okay because it's going to change as we evolve and as your swing is getting more precise and and you know all that so I, I'm not gonna say it's like wrong but it's okay for for things to change too as long as they change in your list of priorities to get to the end goal the easiest way possible and that completely makes sense what you just said especially about the staggered swing is great and it may change especially um I remember when drew changed my grip and that had to be my focus for a month and now it's just automatic. And so I don't focus on it anymore because I don't need to Yeah, because it's already there. Yes. So that makes a lot of sense. Stance already there. I mean, just like we talked about habits. I mean, the habits become natural. Yeah. And also, okay. I was also thinking about um, simplifying golf. And do you think when you finally develop muscle memory, with proper things. Do you think that helps simplify golf too? 
Like if I'm already swinging in to out or I'm not topping the ball anymore because I'm finally feeling this. Do you think having muscle memory helps you simplify golf? Does that make sense? Yeah, I I do. But muscle memory um, can also be like bad habits. So there's a lot of time that we have to break muscle memories to break habits. So if it can become a good habit, then yes, muscle memory is awesome. But the hardest part about the golf swing, because it's so complex, is to get out of the muscle memories that your body has like gained <laughs> um, from bad golf swings. So yes and no, but hopefully and eventually, I mean, when I, I played in a tournament on Sunday, I know my second one for the year, second golf round for the year. But when I was playing in there, like the first couple of holes, I'm like, I have no expectations. I'm just going to go hit it. And it was fine. And then I'm like, all right, I need to do this different to hit it further. And then I start pushing it out to the right. Cause that's what I do. Um, but simplifying that could have just been like, just continue doing what you're doing. Like, don't overthink it. Just keep going. And have no expectations. Yeah. Like, I know what I'm doing is right. So why do I need to change that? There's no reason to change what's working just to gain another three yards. It's a scramble. <laughs> <laughs> and even I feel like if that was an individual tournament you're playing, I feel like the worst thing to do is try and change something during the middle of the round, I feel like, right? I don't know. Because changing, you always, I think sometimes you've told me, we're not trying to completely change your swing. We're here to help your swing, is what you've told me before. That's my teaching philosophy. Right. Okay. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to make you into something that you're not. You're. I'm going to look at, well, it's different. Your level is different. But if you come to me, you know, as a beginner or whatever, then um, I'm going to see what you have. And then we're going to work with that to make you the best golfer that you can be. Um, but with that said, though, uh, we're going to finish this episode with a quote. And the quote is, the most important shot in golf is the next one. Boom. Love it. Perfect closing. And we are especially at episode 17 now, which is hard to believe. Um, time is flying. So we just want to thank you listeners out there because you guys are awesome. And we love hearing back from you guys. So see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love for you to share the podcast. Money.